With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, Cheeseheads. Welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. Slightly delayed. Unfortunately, the Cheeseheads have social lives as well, so we didn't manage to get a pod out after the game. But today, we've had a bit of time to reflect. So this should be an interesting pod. Right, joining me to discuss this uh, win against Everton in the league, all the way from South London, Mr. Paul Muir. How are you doing, Paul? All right, mate. Yeah, yeah it's quite weird to it. Like 24 hours later, isn't it? Um, with a little bit of time to reflect. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks very much. I was at the ladies' game the uh, this afternoon, just in, yeah. the, just in the door 15 minutes ago. We beat uh, Liverpool 1-0. And uh, yeah, good performance, actually. Um, lady of the match would probably be uh, Ashley Neville. Um, yeah, played like wide left wing back and then like, yeah, very, yeah, really good performance from her. But yeah, it was just nice to have a weekend of uh, a double Spurs win, which was nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also joining from Brazil, Mr. Brendan Magazzi. How are you doing, Bren? Good man. Yeah, no, it was good. I watched it on the beach. Um, <laughs> I was a, I was a last addition to the pod, so I was like, right, I'm going to the beach. I charged the phone up, and it was it was it was fun to watch the Spurs game in the in the the Baiano sun in the sun of uh, northeast Brazil, and uh, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it in your speedos. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the problem yesterday. We were struggling to get people. These 5.30 kickoffs on a Saturday, I mean, they're good fun and everything, but it's difficult to get a pod out that same evening because people are committed. People, you know, a lot of our podders go to games. So it's quite difficult to do. But as we always do, looking at the lineup, Paul, any surprises for you? Not really, was there? Not really, no. I, I didn't think Long Lane was going to play uh, two games on a spin. Um, I knew he was going to go back to 3-4-3, so Davis slotting back into uh, left centre-back position. Um, and yeah, yeah. Um, that was that, yeah. That was never in, never in any doubt in my mind. So yeah, absolutely no surprises that he went back to what he did. Yeah, um, I mean, there's obviously a few options in the midfield now. Bren and 
right back pretty much picked itself. Left back, he had some decisions, but uh, you know, with, with injuries in, in the sort of forward part of the, the pitch, there wasn't really any surprises, was there? Yeah, no, it was. Davies was in for Longley. Was I guess it's like for like. Although I still think Longley's probably got a bit of a head start on on Davies now, uh, given mm. recent performances. Um, Doherty and, and Perisic, they're, they're the only changes that we're going to see. I think really will be in the fullback positions. And um, after the the midweek game against Frankfurt, you expect him to to switch it up. So yeah, about about standard uh, a team. And um, and yeah, happy with the lineup. No 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 big issues. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this predictability from Conte makes this part of the point very, <laughs> very similar on a weekly basis, doesn't it? Cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste. Exactly, scrap it until he leaves. <clears throat> um, right, let's crack into the game. It was weird, Paul. I know like you're, you you tend to see things a bit more positively, but around me, lots of people were moaning. Lots of people were saying that the football wasn't particularly attractive. But it was one of those games, wasn't it, where the opposition come to stifle. Yeah. Everton's defensive record this season's pretty good they're a solid defensive team and they just held this very sort of rigid formation they sat in those spaces made it very difficult to find passing lanes found it very difficult to find balls over the top really just stifled us and and attempted attempted I say (laughs) because it didn't happen very often to catch us on the break um so it was it was just a bit difficult wasn't it to break down and to sort of play any type of sort of attractive football it was like a kind of GCSE really bad version of us at some point um yeah they came with they as you say they came with a game plan they came with like a draw and hopefully they might have got something on the break if they were really really lucky yeah um yeah like we pinned mcneil back and coleman on the other side iwobi was doing a lot of chasing around the middle of the park as well anana and, and Gway as well were just they were like literally pinned back as well and, we, we, and they were they were there they were ready to like just like that there, there was a low block and there's an Everton block and uh, that was an Everton block that we saw yesterday and after about half an hour as well we'll probably come on to this in a minute but it was just like time wasting Pickford was taking ages you mm. know and stuff like this they were really slowing it down Tarkovsky was like kept doing it really like calm down calm down Cody was just like taking ages to get the ball when he got a free kick and stuff. it was just like it's quite they came to stifle and frustrate which I guess you know these kind of like lower half teams will but it was very clear from the, the outset that they didn't have much going forward and they, they hardly hit Gray or, or Mope at all in that first half. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, it's been interesting, Brent, because we've played a lot of games this season where we've been the ones sitting back, soaking up the pressure and trying to catch on the break. But then with the games against Frankfurt and, and then the game yesterday, uh, it was quite different, wasn't it? We had lots of possession. We were on the halfway line. And it's interesting to see us play in a different way, I guess. Exactly. That, that, and that's it. I think that's what Conte has brought. He has brought a flexibility in, in approach to games. Like People sort of seem to think that Conte is low block counter. But I, I think I think it's, we're more varied in our approach. So it was... Um, yeah, it was a tough watch that first half. Like it was, we, Everton were very compact, and um, mm. we've spoken about our uh, attacking three and Richarlison not being as uh, sort of attacking from the wide as as Kulusevski would have been. It was a shame that he got that knock um, in training. I think Alistair Gold said he got a, tra- a knock in training towards the end of the week, and uh, yeah. which affected his ability to play today. Fingers crossed, it's not too bad now with Richarlison being out for uh, what looks like quite a long time. But yeah, that, that first half was um, <laughs> was a tough watch. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't regretting my choice to go to the beach and watch it on the phone at all. It was, uh, it was very much like we were trying to break them down. And I guess that's it kind of justifies Conte's selection in, in, a, in a sense and, and his approach in that sometimes we do have to cede possession 
to to create the spaces for our front players to to thrive, and and, and I think that that was um, evident that that Everton were like, nah, we ain't playing that. We, we're going to sit back and you have to break us down." And it, it was a tough watch that first half. Yeah, it was. I looked at the stats afterwards and couldn't believe we had ten shots in that half. Okay, only one of them on target, but I, I remember very few of them. I just kind of remember a general feeling of frustration, but. It was, there was nobody getting in that gap in between their defence and midfield. It just seemed like the middle was quite barren. Because of our two midfielders sitting so deep, we were sort of skirting around the edges. It was sort mm. of going back to the, the most frustrating times of the Pochettino era where we'd just go from left to right and we wouldn't really have anybody that could do anything incisive with the ball. That that front three is very narrow at times. I think yeah. I think Seb mentioned it last week or the week before. I can't remember. It mm. might have been you, Franco. It might be even you, Brent. Sorry, excuse me, I've got it wrong there. But it's like, yeah, they're, they're all trying to go for the same bit of pitch at times. And, it, it, and you know, all due respect, you know, Parrish is out there on the outside of Son and he's he's, he's you know, keeping his width. But Doherty in that first half as well wasn't really getting forward as well. So it was like, it was a little bit kind of lopsided. Every Three strikers, well, three attackers in the middle and then like one overlapping wing back. And then, then on the right-hand side, Doherty wasn't really kind of getting forward that that much and it was like mm. we, we 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 can't change our system because one player is out with Kulazeski but he does knit everything together really really well and um, Richardson has his uh, definitely has his strengths and I'm, I'm, you know and, and I'm coming to see them after someone who wasn't that enamoured with his signing but in build up he's not great and um, we really miss Kulazeski to knit that kind of like uh, mm. that midfield and that attack together and that was really evident yesterday yeah I agree uh I think what you said the other week about he's he's really a cane replacement and he's just been kind of forced to play in that position. Yeah. I don't think he enjoys it. And I think he's probably, I feel a bit sorry for him really because one of these ones where he's not being utilised where he wants to be. And he's going to struggle to get double figures in terms of goals this season if he if he keeps playing out there, I think. It's not his natural position. Um, and, he, and he's not really getting that many chances. No. He did have that, that good chance yesterday on the volley, didn't he, Bren? Yeah, that, that, that was towards the, towards the end of the first half. And, and you'd, you'd, you'd want him to do better. Uh, Richardson had a couple of chances first half. One for a header, which, which he should have done much better with, and and the second yeah. from that chance. What, what worried me most, what though, from that first half was the the chances that the Everton had. Like they were clearly sitting yeah. back, but there were two chances, two key chances uh, from Gray and from Onana. Um, the the Gray one was where it was Bentancur was 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 running back with him, and mm. and why is Bentancur? The, the defender on him. Where, where's, where was Ben Davies? When where, yeah, uh, it, yeah. it really worried me that the fact that Bentancur was was tracking his man and, and Ben Davies was nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and the thing is, he, he did get done for pace um, by him. And you know, thankfully, both of their shots were terrible. I think the first one, I don't really. I think it was just he put on a, maybe a little bit of pressure. It, it was a tight angle, but the, the fact he skied over the bar, I think everyone was quite relieved because, like you said, that was a good chance. And then the Anana one, that was. I've watched it again and Romero came out. It's a bit of a miscommunication yeah. between Romero and Hoybier, wasn't it? Because Hoybier's trying to do something. Romero comes almost clattering into him and then they just put it straight into Anana's path. Thankfully, he, he took about three or four touches and the last one just made it bobble and then he's tried to hit it left foot and he, you can see the ball's bouncing up at that point, just smacks it over. But it was a bit frustrating, Paul, that after all that game, it did feel like at the end of the first half, they had the two best chances, didn't they? So you almost say that Everton's tactics were probably working then. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, we were saying at half times, like, you know, we, we, you know, on, on if they were, as you just said, they're a bit more clinical. Um, Anana maybe he came on his right foot and then Damari Gray hits it a little bit before Lloris rushes him. Um, yeah, we could have been 2 0 down and it'd have been a really, yeah, then there'd have been the booze and bullshit like that. And it, yeah, we, we would have really felt under pressure. But yeah, yeah you're right. We got, got yeah, it, it, yeah, it's, you, you don't want to you, you don't want to like hark back to like games where we've gone in like nil nil and and we've ridden our luck a little bit and think oh it's going to be more of the same. You want to you want to feel positive about it and I I I did feel positive that you know once we got one they would they would they would come out at us more you know they, they'd have to come out a bit more and obviously give us more space to attack and we could get them on the, on the transition on the counter. But yeah, it was just I I. I never felt totally, totally like we're going to get beat here ever at, no. at the lane. I, I, I don't feel that. And but with the two best chances go awry like that for the Oppo, you're thinking might be one of them days. It was almost like they outconted us. You know what I mean? Like this is this is how we play. We 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 have limited chances, but really good chances, and we have really good players in those forward positions that would you'd expect to put them away. So those two chances that they had from from Gray and Anana, you're like, well. If, if this was Kane and Son, that, that they would be on target at least and, and would have caused us problems. And, and like I said, going to the second half, if they, they were goal up, it makes it a very different second half. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and they did have that chance from a corner. I can't remember if that was Tarkovsky, I think. Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky. James Tarkovsky. Um you know, they had that chance and I think they had another one, a shot from range. I'm gonna I can't remember who that was. I think it might have been Coleman or someone like that. But um apart from that, you know, they didn't have much. That was and then second half, they didn't have any shots. And the second half was a bit different. I felt like nice. we really controlled the play in, in that half. Um and I felt like our passing was much better. I just felt generally like if you're saying you, you weren't you weren't bothered in the first half about us conceding the second half, that you must have just been with your feet up because it just felt like a very easy game of football in that second half, they didn't really bother us at all. Just came out and we played. We played the ball quicker. It's it's almost like um, it's almost like we. It's almost, if if Conte finds you in in charge of the ball for less than three touches, and you play a fourth touch, that's it. You're going to get dropped. It's almost like we need to keep the ball moving, and we do that much better in the second half with like Dyer playing like a quicker, faster ball out to one of the wing backs, or one of the wing backs like demanding the ball quicker from Romero or from from Davis. Some of Davis is like passing when he gets it and opens his body out straight away out to people like Perisic. He's really, really good. I know Longley does it as well, but you know, Davis when he, he just opens his body up, you know, he, he doesn't kind of close it off and he kind of go one way. He, he can he gives himself two or three different options. He plays it into the middle for one of the midfielders, or he can play a really nice angled ball for Perisic to run onto and not break his stride. And we seem to do that a lot more in the second half. So we, we seem to be a bit more a bit more zippier, if that makes sense. A bit more kind of like, you know, bang, bang. And, and we've gone rather than like, hold it, pass, wait for someone to move, and then pass. We're just doing, oh. doing everything a lot quicker in the second half. Absolutely. I felt like we came out of the traps. Uh, we were trying to get the ball out wide, trying to get it in the box. There's a few crosses, I think. Um, and then the goal itself, I think, was come from an overhit cross. Then was it Doherty had the shot, which which then kind of the keeper spilled and, and came onto it. You thought it was a bit harsh, Bren. Um but I don't think under the, the current rulings you can really dispute that. Kane probably played for it, but it was um, a definite pen for me. Yeah, it, it was a definite pen. It was just still like, um, if it was given against us, I always try and think with these situations, how would I feel if it was the other way around? And I, I, mm. 
it, it came was looking for it. But at the same time, this is football these days. So uh, yeah. I think Pickford sort of stretched out, didn't get it, and and Kane went over him, and it was it was a pen. But it was like if that was the other way around, I'd be really pissed off. We'd, we'd be we'd be talking about it a lot. <laughs> but but no, it was um, yeah. it was a good it was a good start to the second half. I think that this is something that we've seen. So, uh, we saw against Frankfurt as well. That, that the second half we are coming out a bit more energetic, and and, and we need yeah. that. We do need this sort of these spurts, the sort of uh, sort of ten fifteen minute spurts where we we really do press them. And of course, surely we'll, we'll sit back towards the end of the game and, and protect the lead as we did uh, this game. But um, we uh, we really went at it the, the the first bit of the second half, and uh, and it was yeah we got we got the pen and uh, Kane apparently he doesn't miss <laughs> <laughs> not in the league apart from maybe the last but yeah um, Paul a lot of people were kind of uh, crediting Basuma Richardson obviously went off injured which is a, a big shame yeah hopefully it's not as bad as as maybe he's first fearing um, a lot of people were sort of crediting the change as, as having a big impact. But like I said, I, I felt we came out brighter in that second half. No, I... And then and then the change happened and then obviously we got the pen. But yeah, I don't know. Did, did you think the Basuma sub made the, and the change in formation was the biggest difference in that second half? Um, do I, what, in, in Everton not getting back into it or us playing better? What, what are you asking yeah, me there? Both, I suppose. Both. Okay, yeah. Um, I think three five two makes us uh, a lot more... Uh, difficult to play through through the middle. Not that Everton are ever, ever going to play through through a team that well because they don't have that many kind of ball playing kind of like you know uh, technical players in the middle of the park. Uh, what three five two uh, does give you is it allows you Bentoncourt and obviously Hoiberg to, to try and play a bit more kind of like offensively and not worry about the back door because we've got they've got uh, Isbasuma behind them. Isbasuma plays the twenty five meters between probably Romero. And shuttles across towards Ben Davis, and he just plays the area, and he he can see the whole game in front of him. If they're attacking, he can see the spaces, and he's very very good at that as well. He's also very very good with running. I've, I've said this when when Brighton absolutely well didn't absolutely murder us, but they beat us last season um, at, at the at the stadium. Is that Basuma carries the ball really really well, and he knows when to mm-hmm. release it at the right time. And um, I know Conte a fortnight ago or so, or so said he's got to learn the system or words to that effect, but it seems now that Basuma is definitely playing that kind of like that six role when he comes on and lets Benton call and uh, Hoiberg be like eights and like get forward and support. Yeah. So he, obviously he's learning like quite quickly, which is not any surprise because he played for a very technical boss in uh, in Potter last season. But it just, it, just, it just allows us to be a lot more offensive and players to like play a bit more freedom because they've got the back door locked in East Basuma. That's what I'm saying. So on the uh, the Richarlison injury, like Brazil's fucking worried. Like it's um, it's big news here. Like uh, it, it, everything was about the result was clouded over. It was more, yeah. His injury is big. He was crying. Uh, he was on crutches. I think we sent the picture uh, yeah. of him leaving the stadium, and he said the last time that he had this injury was at Everton, and it was two months out. Two months out. That's that's his World Cup gone. Um, so it's 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 really devastating for for Richarlison and and for us I guess I mean Kulo depends on on this knock he got in training but um, but for Richarlison it's it's devastating he, he's got another World Cup in him like two World Cups in him but this is yeah. one that Brazil was expected to win he was the front not like the, the the main striker and uh, to 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 lose it is is huge for him and for Brazil it looked bad yeah. it looked bad when he went down he, there was no one near him. 
and it was an impact injury. He, I think he stretched for the ball, he, or he tried to do a five-yard sideways like lateral shuffle or something, and he just went down. And the play was obviously in the centre circle, and up, up towards more our end. And I just I looked at him and. I just thought he's torn something. I mean, I know he spent a lot of time in this game on the ground, unfortunately, for various reasons, but he went down and I thought, and just the way he was very still and he's holding the back of his, holding the calf, I thought he's torn something. And I was surprised that he actually, he limped off the way he did. And I thought, I just thought, well, maybe it's only a grade, you know, a grade one or, you know, partial, you know, but, you know, when he left, you know, to to see him leave the uh, see some of the interviews he's done and like he's, as Brennan just said there he was in tears and there was a photo of him going around leaving on crutches through the mix zone last night. It's like it's such a shame. It's, it's it's such a shame for both him, us, and the national team. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think if Cooley comes back, it's less of a shame for us if I'm honest. Uh, it, it, yeah. it does it does give us one less option now, doesn't it, to rotate? Yeah, it does. That's Hill. That's Hill. We got Lucas who. Looks like he's really struggling either with confidence. I know he's been out of an injury or something. I know he's probably going to leave within the next season or so. And that leaves a Brian Hill. Okay, we we all want Brian Hill to do really, really well with his little kind of body swerve, shoulder-dropping cameos and penalty-winning penalty runs. But with, with Richarlison out now, you know, that, that basically Hill and Lucas are, are our options. And... Yeah. Um, Okay, Perisic can play wide forward, but I think he's done it once this season for us, and he, he looks a little bit of fish out of water. With I know he's done it for Croatia, but it's 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 a concern, you know. Our sixty million backup or our rotational player is out now for maybe 10, 12, 14 weeks till Christmas, and it's just like right, okay, it's going to be three five two now with Hill as our as our player off the bench. Yeah, and if I'm honest, I don't mind that because I quite like the the change in formation. Uh, okay, it's, I'm obviously not happy that one of our players is injured, but I feel like I said worse for him that he's missing the World Cup than he's going to miss the next eight games until the World Cup starts. Um, and yeah, it'd be nice to see Brian Hill. It's quite funny after sort of the Spurs social media decided to big him up for his six minute cameo or whatever midweek that he didn't even get on the pitch yesterday. Um, but I thought that the the change bringing on Pesuma was was sensible, and I agree with what you're saying earlier about it, it allows. The, the freedom for the other two midfielders because he does sit deeper and maybe the tactical thing is that he's not used to that he's used to getting more involved in the attacking play when he was at Brighton and now it seems like uh, Conte just wants him to sit and to, to just play it simple because you see a lot of what he does is is very simple he looks around if there's not a, a, an obvious pass on then he'll just play it simple across mm. um, but I liked it he was offering himself his kind of movement in the midfield was good um, and again, I think he's a decent player. He just he just needs games. But it was interesting, Bryn. You know, our second goal effectively came from the other two midfielders, wasn't it? And allowing them that sort of freedom to go forward a bit more was the reason they got that goal. Yeah, uh, to see Bentancur sort of get through and 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 cross it into Hoybier. Hoybier was in so much space as well. Yeah. It was it was a really well created, and Bentancur obviously showed the uh, the 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 nous to sort of get it in there quick before the defenders could get close to Hoybier. The um the shot itself took a bit I think the knock certainly put it in. <laughs> it like, I, I love how you're you just being really kind there, Bren. It was no way going in if got deflection. Like, like it was a shame because he kind of tried to get it out of his feet into a decent position to strike it, but he just failed at that and it was a bit too close to his He body. took ages to get it out of his feet though, didn't he? He took, he took I, I was waiting for him to get absolutely clattered, and he was like, yeah. and he was, and I, was it a Wobi in front of him? Or was it was it a Wobi tracking him or something? And it was just like, yeah. 
just kind of like just hit it just hit it first but now he'll stop and he'll move his body shape out of the way and then he decides to get his right foot out and his hip in the right direction it's like Pierre just put your laces through it and it, was, it took him ages it was yeah sorry but to it worked it worked though it worked you know what I mean I, I was I was surprised if Wobby <laughs> was the one marking him like I mean fair play to a Wobby like he, he gave us trouble first half second half was dog shit but it was like fair play to him to get back where were the other defenders I, I, I'll be honest like that 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 second goal I was I was I said I was watching at the beach I was taking a piss in the Atlantic Ocean and uh, <laughs> you know you know like when you're trying to sort of style it out where you don't want to make it obvious that you're taking a piss but you're obviously taking a piss and because you have to concentrate a little bit harder than if you were just like a urine or whatever and and the sort of the veins in your neck stick out a little bit and you're like well i'm not really styling it out very well at all Are you having a piss or a shit what are you going on? <laughs> but you, you have to you have to sort of take you have to take it a bit you have to force it a little bit, and that forces the sort of neck veins to stick out. But yeah, and so I got back and sort of saw the goal went in, and my missus was like, "Go and have another piss, see if you score another goal." And I, I nearly did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was good play. I was glad that they were getting forward. Um, like I say, the finish was a bit lucky, but um, it was good. And what, what made me laugh was that Son was so he so badly wanted to get involved in that play. He basically, was one side of Hoybier. When Hoybier got it, he yeah. went on a run all the way around the back into the left hand side. And then when Hoybier put it in, Son was almost you just he was just like oh, a bit deflated. He didn't get the ball. Um, I thought he was actually pretty good. <laughs> Not effective, obviously, but I thought a lot of his like close uh, skill and sort of his footwork was really good yesterday, Paul. He seemed like he was back on it and sort of had a real energy about him. He's been making the runs and he's getting himself in the right position. His touch, his first touch has been letting him down a little bit, but some of the stuff played down the channels in um in the inside in the inside left position and he played a little kind of like inside flick, almost a bit like Tony scored the other night at, uh, at Brentford. He played this little ball and like and I think um I think Hoybier got no it was Bentacore, sorry, picked it up and, and then put a first time cross in. It was like it was done in like two seconds and if, if Son didn't make that flick, it's gonna come back to the like the midfield and then like the, the, the the, the move slows down, but yeah, he he, he not made a few people yesterday as well, and he was he, he just looks he just looks like a, a much freer kind of. I don't want to get all hippie here and start hugging trees, but a much freer soul on the football field, and he seems to like since he since he's like you know he, he got that absolute volley from that amazing buddy Holly volley from like in a Champions League he's just like mm. it just seems like a lot kind of like a lot happier and and just a, yeah just a, just a bit more kind of like unburdened if that makes sense and uh, yesterday you know some of the, yeah some of the close stuff you were saying with his, even with his back to goal which you know I've called him out on that as well was really really good like instant control left foot right foot feinting to go mm. one way letting the ball run turning the defender it was all there yesterday and um, it's lovely to see it really is lovely to see because we know he can do it we know he can do it no, I agree. I thought he was he was pretty good yesterday. Um, Brent, what did you make of Doherty coming in? Um, he got a big hug off Conte, but mm, I didn't really think he was brilliant yesterday. Yeah, I think we we we, we have to sort of depend on on these guys uh, and the, the way that Conte plays. So I think it always encourage him. Uh, Doherty was good towards the end of last season, and like we said before, the the injury against against Villa kind of killed that momentum. But he is coming back and and. With with injuries and suspensions, he, he is getting his chances. As as a fellow Irishman, I always wanted to do well. Uh, he, he was yeah, he, he was he was okay. 
this this game. Um, and, and I just think he just needs more game time. I think he needs to play himself back into into form. Yeah. But uh, I still think that that we do need to uh, to upgrade on his position come January. Yeah. Paul, what about the Jed Spence cameo? I was getting so oh, angry. Oh, oh. He was there, he was on the sidelines so for angry. five minutes. He was it was literally like he, I think they wanted to bring him on like eighty third, eighty fourth minute, and like we I was looking in it, and then the, the people around me, um, uh, Chris and uh, Ryan and Rob were like, sorry, Ryan and um, and Spence were like, they were kind of like, he's not coming on. He's not coming on. They're not putting the ball out. Not, there was no throw-ins. Yeah. There was no like the ref didn't stop the play. It was like I was like, oh, we're going to see. We're going to see like we're going to see Jed now for the final six seven minutes. And then we saw him about I don't know like two and a half minutes. It, it was yeah. It was it was weird, wasn't it? That he was there so long waiting to get on. It was annoying. Yeah, if anything, I was just like I really wanted to see him at least get a few touches on the ball, at least do something. And he tried to get in the box, tried to do something, but I just things like that really wind me up. Um, it, it does remind me of one time when <laughs> I think it was like under 15s and I was sub for the game, which meant I was already annoyed. <laughs> and it was really close and the manager wasn't making subs and it got to about the like final five or six minutes. And he was like, right, start warming up. And I went, I ain't warming up. <laughs> oh. oh, coming on for three minutes. What's the fucking point? I got the right ass about it. Um, and so, yeah, I felt, Jed, I felt maybe it was a flashback <laughs> to those emotions, but I felt bad for him. And the thing is, he was like, I think we, we had some good play down the line and he started he's like clapping it as well. So I was like, well, it's good to see he's a team player, but so frustrating not to even see him get a touch of the ball. Skip as well. Skip came yeah. on, just got into positions, yeah. touched the ball. I think Conte, like, Conte during the week was was bigging up Spencer wee bit. I think um, in the presser, he was saying that he's, he, he, he's beginning to understand what um, I and a club like Spurs want from him. Or I probably kind of like butchered that a little bit, but it, it seems that there was some positivity for the, well, for the, well, he's no, not been negative about Spence directly, but indirectly about him, yeah. about the signing. But this week he was like, you know, Spence began to understand what we want from him, what the club want from him, and he's understanding the system. So that was good to hear as well, because yeah, I, I mean, I think quite a lot of us want to see him and just just to put like, you know, to stop the kind of like, I goes, oh, we need Spence. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Just to see like if he's, you know, if he can do it for 90 minutes for us. It'll probably cut, it'll probably be Forrest in the cup that he plays, he starts. Yeah. So mm. we'll, we'll wait till then. But yeah, he was waiting there for a good four or five minutes yesterday. I don't disagree, but I mean, you, apart from Perisic, who he obviously knows and trusts, he, he's done the same with Basuma. And I kind of get the feeling that it's part of his, you know, you, you must buy into exactly how I want you to play or you won't get any game time. And it almost seems a bit, I'm so cynical, but it almost just seems a bit basic that he kind of like says, yeah, they're not they're not learning my system. And then he just gives them little cameos and little appearances here and just gradually gives them more game time, almost to say, like, yes, now you're adopting and learning exactly what I want from you. You can play. I guess it's a way of motivating them to get them on the pitch. But yeah. um, just frustrating. I just want to see more of him because it's, it's that thing, isn't it, where you buy a player and you don't really know what he's about. You just want to see him at least get some minutes. And, and because we haven't had a game for him to be able to do that in, we've not seen him. So, yeah, I was I, even if it was only five minutes, I would have liked to have seen him get on the ball yesterday. There was so much space on the right hand side and I, exactly there was so much and obviously the first half they're 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 kicking towards the north stand so the right wing back Romero's on my side I'm on these lower as, as people know and you see it, and there's just like and I'm literally as soon as one of our midfielders gets the balls and turns onto his right foot go there was so much space and give give Royale his due he, do, he does exploit that space a bit better than, than Doherty but I don't know whether Doherty doesn't trust his fitness or he doesn't he doesn't feel that the ball's going to come to him or what but he was just like 
just go, just go, just gamble because you know you've got you know Romero behind you looking after like either Mope or Gray. It, 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 just go, it. pin back McNeil, who's quite a technical player but did very little yesterday. And just just get in that space and attack Melenko. You know they're kind of like left centre back, but mm. just didn't do it. And it's just like well. And then, you know, there was no kind of like, because we know, we know Dyer can hit that lot, long kind of raking, you know, crossfield. And if I'm a right wing back and I think, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. See, see if, see if my centre back can hit me. And, but he just didn't want to do that. He stayed. It was just, it was just a bit, he was just a bit kind of, come on. You bet. Even I know you're betting that Doty, like go for it, but he didn't. So mm. who knows? Can I be, can I be, yeah, slightly, can I be slightly controversial? I, I don't think Romero has been great last few games. I thought he, he's taken a few, uh, risky ch- and, and he's always got that risk in him. But I thought that recently he's been making sort of rash challenges and and getting away with it as as he normally mm-hmm. does. But but I'm just a bit worried. I mean, I, I, again, I, I think as with the rest of the team, he'll play himself back into form. But I, I think I don't, uh, Romero's been a, a bit question mark for me uh, recently. Can I? Yeah. Go on, go on, Franco. Go on. And I, can I, no, no. I ask about my Romero uh, kind of my theory on him in a minute? Go on. No, so I think there was one tackle yesterday, I'd agree. He, he almost felt like he wanted to get back and put a sliding tackle in the box. And I was like, you've got to make this. And he, he actually, you know, he did. <laughs> so you can't really moan <laughs> too much about it. But I was like, you shouldn't be in that position, really. You shouldn't be in that position. And, and you're right, he kind of, he wants to put in challenges up the pitch. So we've got that sort of back three in a line. And if the ball gets in, he sees an opportunity, he wants to rush into it, which is partly what led to that anana chance because mm-hmm. he was trying to come forward and, and get the ball when Hoybier was in a position to do that so I do feel like sometimes he's a f- frustrated centre midfielder stroke striker because it, <laughs> it, was, it was another chance wasn't it where the ball went he was right got clattered into the into the um, hoardings and that was like on their edge of the pitch and then they were taking a goal kick and he was just sort of ambling back sort of like, mate, that, yeah. don't forget that you're the centre back here but yeah, I don't know. He's, I, I still think he's absolute class. Yeah, you yeah. see it. I just, oh, I just think the difference is, is you need, yeah, he needs to be consistent for 90 minutes and sort of iron some of these sort of mental mistakes out and, and poor decisions. So you know that um, you, we, we've heard Conte say players got to learn the system. Oh, we just talk, spoke about a couple of minutes ago about East Basuma. I think Conte mm. or the coaching staff have told Romero to rein it in a little bit. I, I, genu- mm. I think he's back to full fitness now because when we went to when we when we went to three five two, he played a one two and he burst through the inside right channel. It's almost like as you say, a like frustrated like attacking midfielder or forward, and he moved. He moved well. He looked. He looked really good going across the, across the turf. I thought, yeah, he's back to fitness. He's, he's he's really good. I just think now he's beginning to adjust his game because I think now he's on the radar of refs, and mm. I think he's like, you know. We, we we can't we can't just pick up silly yellows because the drop off between him and 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 Sanchez is you know and Sanchez is a very good defender physically and he's a, he's a good athlete but with his ball at his feet we lose so much kind of like penetration down the right hand side in Conte ball so I, I think someone said look you know don't pick up needless yellow yellow cards if you're gonna if you're gonna put a challenge in you've got to be literally one hundred percent you know no getting in the opposition face taking a piss out of them when they miss or or anything like that he's reined that all in and I know that's not such a, a spectacle to see with Christian Romero like that but I think it's it's better for the team all round if he doesn't pick up yellows and he doesn't make stupid silly challenges. So in my opinion and my theory that someone's had a chat with him and said look just just calm it down a wee bit. Yeah, you might be right. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Bryn, you doing the pod midweek? Big game against uh, Man United? Yeah, I keep thinking it's sporting, but no, it's Man United next, isn't it? So, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. And um, I'm lining up um, Carl Donnelly, who is uh, a Spurs fan and stand-up comedian. Um, so, you'll be getting him in. So, yes, I will be there. And, and, and a quick shout-out before we go to Spurs Reach. There was a Spurs Reach event at the ground before the game t- uh, on yesterday, on Saturday, uh, where they had, uh, obviously, Ledley King, uh, a friend of the show, Troy Townsend, and AJ Tracy, and they, they were a group that, that sort of um, champions diversity among Spurs fans. So um, if you are not aware of them, give them a follow on Twitter. Spurs Reach, they had a great event today, oh, sorry, today, yesterday, and uh, and uh, they're, good, they're a good group to, to follow. So um, do keep an eye out for them, those guys. Yeah, uh, Coity had them, uh, had Ledley and uh, Chris Powell. Uh, Chris Powell, as, yeah, as of course. It, as, as his halftime um, guess when I talk. and quite a lot of people stay for it. And once Ledley got his mic issue sorted out, it was actually, it was actually a really good chat for like five to eight minutes. It, it was. Is it a mic issue? Because I was going like, even in the new ground, you can't understand a word Ledley says. It's like you could never understand him. In the <laughs> oh, how how like bloody dare you! Oh, dear, oh dear. Mate, I've got low mumbly voice. He has got the the most mumble. He's just like <laughs> Franco. He's not had a stroke. Fuck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Tell him that. Honestly, doing an interview. Oh, mate, your words yeah, no, that, go, uh, go take some media training. Jesus, oh, have you oh. finished? Right, yeah, but it's, yeah. Actually, if you get a chance to like Google what like Spurs Rich is, uh, which I did um, when I eventually got back in last night after TFL issues, um, it's actually they're, they're doing great work. Yeah, get, get on that because it was good. But it was a good interview with Coity, even though Lidley mumbles a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. can't believe you um, said that we love it United typically a, quite a difficult place to go uh, historically anyway but the last few years we've got results there Brent how are you feeling fairly confident for midweek or not hang on wait, wait, last few years when was the last time we got res- like, when was the last time we won there what, was it under Sherwood two years ago when oh, Lamella really? got no. when Lamella got mate you sent off we got Mar- he got Martial 6-1 oh, of course 6-1 okay. okay forget that um, and yeah. then two years before that we beat him 3 I was going to say uh, when Dempsey scored as well we beat him as well all right, all right, fine, fine. <laughs> I don't know my Spurs. Fair enough. Well done. Well done for pointing it out. Uh, but no, I, I just, I, I still think, like in recent recent years, that that they've uh, they've had the number on. <laughs> you mean last year? Last yeah. two years. Last two years. Well, did we beat them two years ago? Did we? It was um, October twenty twenty. So exactly, yeah, two yeah, years two, ago. Oh fucking hell! Okay, look. Uh, um, Ten Hag's got them. They drew with Newcastle nil nil today, and um, and that's uh, and they beat the Goons. So fair play to them for that. 
I'll be, I'm not. I'm not confident. I'm never confident going to to Old Trafford. We kind of play similar systems, and that that they are un, certainly under uh, before Ten Hag went. They um they were low block and counter. We probably have more than them up top. So yeah, I'm I'm confident. I honestly thought that we were playing Sporting this week. So I'm I'm happy to hear that we, <laughs> we play. I'm glad, you're not, I'm glad you're not a scout, okay? I'm glad you don't scout. <laughs> Yeah, I think last last season, Ronaldo scoring that hat-trick, not many people expected that to they pulled, but I'd be more <laughs> surprised if he did midweek. Um, that was horrible, that hat-trick. That was horrible. That, that, yeah. It was it was really... Because we we that was we were all thinking, oh, we should if we won that, we'd have been in boss seat for fourth without all the crap that we had to go through the last couple of games. Uh, this yeah. this year, uh, this season going into midweek, they'll play 3-5-2. We'll play 3-5-2 now that, um, that probably Kulu's probably still probably not right at start. Um, I, I I fancy our chances to get a draw minimum. To be honest, um, mm. I don't think they've got that much going forward. I think Sancho is flat to deceive. Obviously, Eriksson is still finding his way there at all. Up front, yeah, yeah. Anthony seems a little bit kind of like he's not really he's not really found his form yet. I know he's I know he's, he's tricky kind of like you know inside forward winger whatever you want to call him. And he's got he's got a good left foot, but he's not 104 million or whatever they pay for him or that stupid yeah like. See, uh, sorry, transfer window long saga to go and get him. Um, still a bit early for Ten Hag, I believe. He's, I think he's still he's a bit like Conte wants a couple more windows. Yeah, I think I think we can go there and, and give it a, and give it a real go, lads. It's United, so let's go. Can I just say at this point as well, like pre-season, everybody's laughing at me about Newcastle maybe in top four, top five. Can I just say that right now? And now look at them, they're fifth or sixth today. So, you know, <laughs> just just remember what Muir said, like, pre-season. That's all I'm saying. Oh, is the season finished? The season oh, finished? here we go. Mate. Oh, right. <laughs> Are you still on your Ledley high horse at the moment? No. Um, no. No, I'm just, I'm just going to say that, you know, that Newcastle there and thereabouts. And, um, you know, let's see. Let's see. Then we'll see who's got the last laugh. There you go. Paul told you so. <laughs> The richest club in the world might get fourth. Well, what a hot take there, there from you. Know, <laughs> zing, 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 zings. Right, football kicks off. <laughs> you prick. Let me mention footballprizes.co.uk. This week, they've got a lovely photo montage. You've got a picture of Kane, you've got a picture of Sun, and then you've got a picture of Sun and Kane in the middle. Um, very nice. Tickets are three ninety five. Uh, there are ninety nine available. Sixty five have gone already, though. I've got thirty five so of those. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get in there quickly. The competition closes on Tuesday, the eighteenth of October at seven thirty. So don't forget with the discount code Cheese ten. That's all letters Cheese ten. You get a ten percent discount off your ticket price. So get involved. Footballprizes.co.uk. Lots of other good stuff there, as always. Right. Paul, yes. thank you so much for joining, as always, always. finally, eventually. F- yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I, to let you it's a little kind of like peek behind the cheese room curtain, uh, Tottenham High Street, some kind of uh, incident happened last night, so there's no buses going up and down it. And then obviously uh, got to the tube station and uh, there wasn't a queue, but it was just like a really slow tube. So hence I got back late last night and then obviously been out today. So this is probably the reason why it's coming out 24 hours late. So my fault, but we got there in the end. And thanks for having me on and if you got this far thanks for listening top stuff friend cheers um what are you cooking today on your barbecue yeah so we're cooking um some some goat sausages and um so, so soko sausages <laughs> so, 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 I'm going to call them that now. So, 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 so sausages, and uh, they call Kalian Kaipira like like a country chicken. 
but yeah, always good to be on. What made me laugh yesterday was when you said that Sandro was sending you pictures and you knew you were like, we're comparing meat. <laughs> I was like, well, things are advancing in this bromance, aren't they, Bryn? <laughs> Oh, I love it. Right, cheese heads. Until next time, don't forget, I'm sorry, the, the YouTube will be back on Monday with their review and then obviously back on Friday. Bren will be here in midweek um, with the guest that he's already mentioned. So look out for all of that. Don't forget to subscribe to your podcast provider, etc., etc. Right, until next time, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.